Hello, my name is James O'Flynn. Welcome to the Global Innovation Magazine podcast. Every episode we'll be talking to creators, designers, entrepreneurs and innovators who have taken an idea and made it a reality. Hello, this week we're talking to Kieran Skinner, Special Projects Manager at Global Coach. Global Coach are a digital company who work with sports teams, mainly football soccer teams presently, and give coaches the opportunity to create tactical animations that play with the click of a button. A coach can edit, save and amend tactics and share them with the team. Anyway, I hope you enjoy our conversation and here it is. Right, do, do you want to tell me a bit about your, yourself, uh, Kieran? Some of your your younger life, um, where you grew up, what you interested in at school, what your hobbies were, that kind of a little snapshot of your early yeah. life. That'd be great. Um, myself, special projects manager, global coach. So, like, I'm the man in the middle between the end users, which will mostly be professional clubs and coaches and analysts inside them clubs. <laughs> that user software that we'll go into explain a little bit more and then feeding back towards the team at global coach so whether that be emil who's going to jump on the call eventually in a bit our ceo and the development team so all the development is in-house the product's never off the table it's always continuously being built and all the new ideas which i think really helps us in in our place in the market and all come from the users rather than myself so it's my job to make sure people are happy with the product they're using it to the best of their ability and each and each one of their workflows and then one i work really closely with them i get okay we can approve the product to help there or oh that's interesting maybe we can do something like that so when people see the product from football the first time they start they quickly see ah okay i can see this is from football because it's not a, a tech company doing football in the way it's kind of the other way around football doing tech are we fine and it's quite natural that way and people are really pleased when they see a little update and one of the comments when we were at soccer x last month was uh from someone who just seen the software for the first time is it's every single year he sees a new piece of software and this is the closest one towards football if, if that makes it be useful and not be an extra burden on what they want to do but actually save them time and enhance the job so yes that makes sense so a bit about myself yes um, I am 25, I'm a massive fan of football all my life, grew up in Sheffield, um, went to uni in Liverpool, got family in Liverpool, so it's kind of a second home anyway, which is where Global Coach is based. I studied uh, human biology, which I enjoyed, and parts of it I really liked, and parts of it that I didn't have the interest in, so when I finished university, I kind of thought I wanted to look into other areas of, of work, and there was a few different avenues where I came down, and I, uh, I came across Global Coach through a previous job, um, which had nothing to do with football. And uh, I kind of said, I really like the products. I know the stage you're in now, and I think I'll be able to help. So I started off helping as much as I can, and it's kind of worked into a quite a natural progression into the job I'm in now. So it's been a good story. It's been a hard story. Never stopped working for, for three and a half years now, but, but it's great. It's fun, and the product's grown massively since. So. Yeah, I mean, do you consider yourself to be a startup 
<clears throat> Not anymore, I don't think. Four years old. Mm. Um, I think we're probably <clears throat> in, the, in the part now where we've got a product that's got traction in the market um, and it's a fully developed product. Uh, um, so two years ago, yes, to start up, but now I would I'd probably class us a, a bit further along the line. We still have the same similar problems as a startup has, so like no capital and stuff like that, but, but no, 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 I think we're a little bit further progress out of there now and there's one part where we go back to a big convention a big soccer convention in north america every year in january the nscaa convention and we always think we'll see someone another startup that's trying to do something that we're going to do but every year they're not there and it's us so um <laughs> we always kind of show ourselves a little bit and think what we're we going to see but no and yes. i think we've kind of got to pat ourselves on the back a little bit that we've managed to progress that quickly and if someone's going to start now, we know in two years' time, we'll be two years ahead of them. So Yeah. It would be really useful for, for you to give me uh, a, an idiot's guide to Global Coach, what it does, what your marketplace is, that, that kind of overview. That would be great. Okay. In, people say, is there anything else out there like what we do? And part of me wishes I could say yes, because it would help our job a lot more, especially with getting through into the marketplace. Um, and do you have any big rivals and I really think and I've said this before that our biggest rival is probably paper and pen um, because if you're going to try and display something and as a coach get your ideas outside of your head into the room in front of keeping them down as a diary you're probably going to reach your paper and pen and there's, and there's flaws in that and there's flaws in that in every, every way of life but we're enterprise software designed for professional sporting organisations so eventually it won't just be football to assist coaching and the technical staff and the delivery of tactics and the delivery of the training sessions and the management of, of the whole club. So that ecosystem of uh, what, where's that player been and when, and, um, what's he done in training last week, what we're doing in training uh, tomorrow, what we're presenting to the players, what set pieces are we doing. And, and they're all stuff that clubs are doing right now, even if with or without global coach, but we, we make their lives a lot easier. We make their lives a lot better the presentations are a lot better as well so think of it as a central hub for all their training and tactical ideas their methodologies their curriculum and just be it's that piece of software built for software instead of using something like itself or microsoft word or powerpoint things like that um hope that explains it a little bit better okay but the fact that as soon as a coach can see it they and i'll explain making a quick animation which would be the better in the world at that where it kind of, it's the same everywhere we go. We're in a training ground. It's the first time we've met the coaching team and they're all slumped like they're back in school. They're back in science or maths or something they don't enjoy. Thinking, why am I in here? I could be doing something else. Um, and we start to show them and they start to all get a little bit excited. They start to nudge the person next to them going, oh, can we use that for that? Or oh, how long does that take you? Well, that takes me two hours. Well, I've just done that in two minutes. And that's a bit where they start to click. They start to think about, I wouldn't use it there, but I, oh, I can definitely use it here. And they start to get a little bit excited like kids. And uh, if you've seen the video with Thierry Henry, the 90-second video, um, that reaction at the end is totally natural. Um, it's the first time he played back his animation because he was coaching a new set of players the next morning uh, that he'd never met before, and he wanted to teach them how uh, the number nine to beat the offside trap. And if he was trying to get his ideas out of his head, and how particular he is, onto a magnetic board, or a paper and pen, which which he'd have, he'd find it really hard. And say if a player switched off for thirty seconds, then 
they kind of missed the whole presentation. Yeah. But he made an animation that was looping in the background whilst he was talking, and the session went really well. So that's the part we played. Okay. That's the part that we see. The software looks exactly the same on an iPad, Windows, and Mac. Um, so we don't need to train people in totally different ways, and it's quite intuitive. It's quite big, it's bulky, um, big buttons, not many words in there, very icon-based, and, and, it, and it re people are really responsive to that. And in regards to where do I get my tactics from, as a coach, it's in your head or has been borrowed from another coach or you've watched a session. Yeah, you know you know what you want you know what you want to do, don't you? Well that's the part it's that part then how am I gonna do it where we fit in. So you've got you've analysed the opposition. Say we've got a game on Saturday, we've analysed the opposition, we've predicted the lineup, we have a rough idea how we're going to counteract them and how we're gonna try and win the game, which is fine. They've done that, they've done that as a group. But it's the next step of telling the players where we fit in and they always seem to go back to paper and pen or talking so have we got something to help different types of learners have we got something to record everything that they're doing so in everyone's global coach in every club it's all separate um, so Arsenal never speak to Liverpool and Liverpool never speak to anyone else so it's all in one ecosystem of a cell yeah um, so we allow them to create animations really, really quick, do the variations really quick, and this is a bit where they get excited because usually, which is an hour's job or two hours job, or they won't even bother doing it because it won't be value for their time. They can use Global Coach and being able to create different animations really quick. And it's not an online tool as well; it's offline because of the amount of traveling they're doing football. Um, normally, that's the first hurdle a company would go in saying we've got this great solution, oh, but you have to be on the internet, and they kind of think, well, it's not going to work for us. Um, can can you share those? Can you share what you've just created though? So you could email that from one uh, coach to. Every single coach should have a, his own login, um, and they set up workspaces however they want. So when we talk about creating methodologies and philosophies, and every manager's got one, but they've got no way to make it tangible. They've got no way to see it, to feel it, and yeah. Video, video is fantastic, but what happens if the video clip doesn't exist or? it's clipped from the wrong team or it's not perfect um, in regards to communication everyone's got a login every time they log in it reads their permissions so everyone doesn't see everything if they don't want them to yeah it could be quite private you don't want to give your tactics to the weekend to an academy coach because it could get leaked and that's something we need, need to be really careful of where did the idea come from so three or four years ago uh, me or our ceo um he was as part of Rafael Benitez's personal staff um, whilst he was in between jobs just before the Chelsea job. And part of Emile's work was building Global Coach for a stage play. So Rafa was it's kind of a goodbye swan song to Liverpool fans at the theatre in Liverpool, but he couldn't stand on a stage with a flip chart. Um, so they had to build an iPad-only app, very simple. It took them six weeks to build it where they share, mirrored it onto a big screen. So that was a start. And then after there, Rafa and his technical team at, at the software realised, well, this is quite good. We could use it in football. Uh, and from then on, over the next year, me or project managed global coach, uh, put it into the hands of Rafa's extensive network, listened to the feedback, what they liked, what they didn't like, what would be useful, and then built global coach into what it is today, pretty much over oh. that time. So uh, Rafa doesn't own the company, but... He's a friend, he's an advisor, he uses the software up at Newcastle. So um, it kind of came from inside football. Yes. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, the insight that we get, I don't think you could put a value on it. When we work in inside different training grounds and, and with people from the top of the game or new football, that insight is so valuable to us to be able to make a product for them to use. Um, I could come up with, and the developers could come up with 100 ideas, but maybe only 10 of them would be useful. But if I go into see a football coach and watch them as a software and see how they... Yes, because they well they're your customers, aren't they? You're, so it's put it's putting it's putting your customer front and center and listening to them and uh, iterating and uh, you know taking advice from them, which is what any sensible business should do. But it's also the way that because there's nothing else out there, we can't look at anything. We can we can't look at another piece of software that's doing a similar job to ours, other than whether it be PowerPoint or or Keynote. But, um, we can't. It's like we can't borrow ideas or maybe improve on other ideas that are already done but it's, it's totally enterprise and, and it's really fun it's hard work mm. sometimes but uh, it's fun and coaches love it because they, f- they feel like they're improving themselves as a coach as well using the software and, it, and if you if you come from that background being a passionate supporter it must be a dream to be working in the industry it is it's on the other side as a fan you realise it's not as glamorous as, as no. a fan and what is your business model I can guess but I might guess wrong go on have a guess well, I, <laughs> I would have thought it would be professional football clubs um, people that are working in the game yeah okay <laughs> uh, it's an annual it's an annual licence um, like most software companies are now it's the only, only way that they can really survive um, but yes there's we have one product that I, I quickly showed you for professional football but you'll soon realise that there's not that many professional teams with money in the world um, there's the Premier League and the Championship mm. and but really if you look at Spain in Italy there's only really five teams with budgets for this kind of things in their leagues and, and Germany's a, a lot better than that and then the MLS and another area. So you soon run out of professional clubs. <coughs> we have another product um, called Global Coach Junior, which is aimed at youth football and grassroots, uh, mainly at the North American market, which we have the, I think the best way to describe it is like a pyramid. So in Europe, the, the pyramid's the normal shape. And at the top is where there's few teams, but it's where all the money is. And at the bottom is where there's many teams, but there's no money in grassroots in, in Europe. Whereas in America flip that the other way around and they've got MLS teams but they're okay but that's pretty much it in the size size of the whole of the continent but if you flip it the other way around they've got incredible amount of youth players and they've got money as well so the market's there for there and it was always meant to be a legacy product for soccer so that's probably where Global Coach is leading towards and then the elite part of Global Coach will be the important part of research and development being able to develop the product further and further and further and all the, also the part where marketing plays its hand in that as well so yeah do you have a do you have a full-time development team or do you, do you yeah, kind of buy that house, which is important we don't ship it off to india which you may have liked but um it's all in-house all the ideas are in-house and and it's a fantastic team and some really talented people so it's great to be in a position like myself to come back into the office and say i've got this idea can we do it and they say yes which is which is great. So, yeah, you you mentioned earlier um, something about how 
how perhaps some of your innovation and development comes from the customers. I mean, do you have a do you, do you think you've got a, a particular approach towards your development and innovation? Something you could perhaps summarise or? I think it's honesty. Uh, I think if we were going to uh, give it quite short, um, we if we can't do something, we'll say no to the to the to end users. So we're never going to say we'll do this in a month and then it takes us six months or anything like that. Um, Toronto FC once said, "You're the first software company that's actually stuck to the word, word and given us something that you said you were going to give, and they have plenty coming through their door." Um, it's everything's fully proof. We worked in an agile way where it's short sprints and then yeah. being able to complete the sprints and move it on that way and and when you say not all the ideas come from from the people but it comes from the inside and it's what other companies don't have this is the inside that we have inside of football so when we move into the other sports we're not going to try and bend football to other sports we're going to do a partnership with say the Seattle Seahawks which we're working with say if it's basketball we have the relationship with the Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment so they have the ice hockey and the basketball and we We'd work with them closely for a year, understand their workflow, understand what they do, and then build a product that way. Okay. So you, you said something at the start of this tour that I thought was quite interesting and worth mentioning about you wanted to do, focus on sports, but it's ended up being quite naturally just based on football. And yes, it has. I also, I also think football gets hit with a big stick sometimes, like a bad stick, um, where people try and shoot it down. And I don't know whether that's because a social thing or whether that's a class of football or anything like that but there's a lots of things where other sports can learn quite a lot from football mm. where it's not perceived to so say if, uh, you see immediately about what they're doing in North America which are many fantastic things but there's so many things that other sports can learn from what people are doing in football some really clever things in, in terms of methodologies and yeah, borrowing absolutely. methodologies or supporting young players all the way through up academy some of the stuff that we see is fantastic and yeah and i think that's what would be interesting in, in your piece as well i'd like to say i'm surprised i'm not surprised there's this much uh innovation and new products and thought coming into to the game i'm not surprised actually it doesn't surprise me one bit okay um i don't there's know a, i, I don't um, there's a marketplace there isn't there there, there, there is there is a marketplace, marketplace. There's definitely uh, an interest in it as well from outside of football. There's interesting topics. It's innovation, like as you said. But when you see from inside, I'm not sure how much of what's read out there is actually used inside. Mm. Inside, inside of football. So some fantastic idea. There's a big focus on data, and there's a massive focus yes. on how they use data. Yes. But do they actually use it? I'm not quite sure. And uh, um, I think there's an understanding of. Data is very varied of what it can mean. So data could just mean how many goals he scored or yeah. how old is it. That's data. But then when you get into depth of data analytics and things like that, it's very much a growing phase of football, I think, still. And it's a thing that they can improve on. And it's yeah. something that we don't touch because it's a very saturated market. But it's interesting once you're on the inside to see the different needs that maybe that are perceived to football coaches, especially when they don't have any time. Yes. I'm going to put you on the spot, and it's a question we always ask people. Uh, are there any films or books that you've read or seen recently that you would share with readers because they've touched you or inspired you in a particular way? And, uh, and most people struggle with this one. I've, I've passed one on to a meal this morning, and it's not a film or book, but it was an article, and it felt 
a little bit like our life, big global coach. Um, I'll pass you the link, but it was about a life of a DJ and Mix Mag are a big online blog. Uh, there used to be a magazine in my day. <laughs> I used to buy it religiously. So they were, they shadowed a DJ around Europe who did 10 nights in 10 days. And there was many lines in there which reminisce with, with what we do when we're traveling with work. So say our last trip in North America, we did four states in, in a week. And oh, goodness. Living out of a suitcase. And it was a fantastic trip. We met some great people and, and uh, it was great for the business like hard work and there's yeah. one line which I'll put which I'll pull out now which was great um, so the, the hardest part there, there isn't the hardest part about touring touring is the hardest part but when you do you do end up having loads of little homes so we have a little hub in say Florida that we go to New York or Kansas which is a good soccer hub in, in, in North America so where you have one hotel that you like, which may not be anything special, but you like it because you're used to it, or yeah. a little restaurant or a little cafe that you just make sure that you go to. So I quite like that. It was um, it's quite like what you said before with it being a very exciting job, and it is, and it's great. It's great opportunities, but then that's the other side where... Of course, of course. Yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, it's very easy to, to look in from the outside and say, with all this travelling, it must be very exciting. It's funny, you know, it, it doesn't sound it to me. It sounds awful. I mean, for me, I would hate. I would hate that. I mean, I love America. I love traveling. There was also, there but, was also a bit in, in Creed the film, which made me laugh, um, where Rocky Balboa is talking to the boxer, the young boxer, and he goes, "You need to take this piece of paper. It's your training regime for the next week, and we need to clear because it'd be great for global coach." And he's handing him over a piece of paper. It's like a coach giving his player a piece of paper, and he takes a picture on his iCloud. On, on his on his iPhone, and so he runs off. He goes, "Oh, you've not taken this," um, and he goes, "I've taken a picture." He goes, "What happens if you lose your phone or you run out of battery?" He goes, "Don't worry, it's already in the cloud." So that just made me laugh. Yeah, That's yeah. global coach. So the the uh, I mean, you you you're of younger years anyway. But are there any is there any advice you would have given yourself at the start of your journey with global coach that uh, you think would have been quite pertinent? You should think about them things, shouldn't you? Um, I've worked really hard. Everyone in Global Coach has worked really hard. So, and the software is getting bigger and better and more of a success. In terms of. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a tough one. I've put you, I've put you on the spot. No, no, no. I want to answer it because I'm, yeah. I'm going to answer it. So, um, when we're growing the product, it's making sure that what we're doing is useful for the end user. So it might be a fantastic idea that's used in five or ten years' time, but the most success we've had is probably focusing on what's needed right now, what's needed in the day-to-day, and what do people want. And sometimes people, instead of showing them the product, it kind of you need to show them how it's used and what they can do, kind of show them how to use it. And now we always have the saying that we can't go into a football club and show them what to do because we'll be outside the door straight away. You've kind of got to be able to do it in a way where you do this already and this can be quick and being able to show them that way. So I hope that makes sense. But going around the houses there. But yes. In a way where it's the product, because there's nothing else out there to compare it to, and we, and we have to be able to show that it fits into the workflow straight away, which it does. It was more of a way of what you're doing now, working with the people closely and then being able to show it naturally. 
And the more we do that, the more success will be, and the more natural the product will grow. I think. Yes. Um, football is not an easy business to do that because the managers don't last very long in football clubs. So. So I imagine you have access to all this data. Not so much. Oh, we don't right. want to. We don't want. To, we don't want to look at it. Um, clubs are private, so clubs can see it. They, mm. Clubs, all the data in there is their own. They can pull in from different sources, uh, like the likes of Oxford and things like that. Um, they struggle with the organisation of data um, and being able to mine it and the time it takes. So that's something that we help with communicating things yeah. like that. Um, it's something that we may grow into, but it's more so the area of coming out of the heads, being that one place where they can go to and find different sources of data. We're not a data provider. It's more so just a place where they can all house the information and yeah. because of the way the permissions work and the way the sync works, whether they, they like to house it because it's safe and secure. Well, I'm about done, Kieran. Thank you very much for taking part. No problem. No problem. Pleasure. Now, here's the important question. Do you work with my club, Leicester City? I've been, I've seen the guys at Leicester. Have you? This podcast is sponsored by the Institution of Engineering and Technology. Horizontal innovation is the effective transfer of knowledge and technology from one sector to another. And the Institution of Engineering and Technology is delighted to invite you to join them at a new conference on the 30th to the 31st of January 2017 to explore this rapidly growing area. The two days will give you lots of opportunities to explore how you can transfer your existing knowledge and technology into new sectors to generate new commercial opportunities and increase profitability. Speakers include representatives from Innovate UK, Google, 3M, Public Health England and the high value manufacturing catapult will explain how to make the most of horizontal innovation, how they used it to create new opportunities and how you can do the same. There's also a speed networking session to bring your business cards and fill your contacts list. Join us in London on the 30th to the 31st of January and see what horizontal innovation can do for your company's bottom line. Call 01438 761 414 to book your place or visit the website www.theiet.org forward slash HIC.